0: Hey there, I'm Colin Weston, host of the Mod Golf Podcast. We just wrapped up Season 14, so I'm here to let you know that after more than six years and 170 episodes, we're taking some time off to develop our 15th season. In the meantime, I've put together a recap of our previous season to give you a taste of the dozen engaging conversations that we delivered over the past couple of months. Last season, we gave you a diverse group of inspirational and engaging stories from golf industry innovators, ranging from the future of mini-golf entertainment solutions to women who are positively disrupting the golf industry. Over the next 20 minutes, I'll provide you with a quick bite from each episode that I hope piques your interest so that you'll go back and listen to the ones that you liked most. The steady growth in the ModGolf podcast has led me to expand the content that we create for you, which includes the ModGolf YouTube channel, ModGolf product reviews, and ModGolf giveaway contests. I have no desire to slow down in 2024 as we're about to deepen our engagement with you through our Patreon membership that I'll be launching very soon. On Patreon, I'll be offering you exclusive membership content like our monthly interactive Ask Me Anything Zoom calls, guest meetups, and additional giveaway contests. Joining our ModGolf Patreon club not only gives you access to exclusive content, but your small monthly financial contribution will help ensure that the ModGolf podcast can grow as a sustainable, independent media platform. Before we get started with our Season 14 recap episode, I want to take a moment to thank our presenting partner, InRange Golf. InRange is an award-winning driving range technology company that is creating a new standard in off-course player experiences and revolutionizing business success for range owners. If you're a golf facility operator looking to enhance your digital gaming experience and increase revenue, check them out at www.inrangegolf.com. We open season 14 with Preston Phillips, who is a venture partner with Cerro Capital and White Rock. I met Preston at a Hype Sports Innovation Ask Me Anything webinar and was so impressed with his genuine desire to help entrepreneurs and their companies that we had to invite him on the show to share his experiences with you
1: an investment bank that we've created, you know, we have the opportunity to work with some of these different leagues to help them grow in various ways. We are seeing that through different sports. And I think you yeah, make a great uh, observation with cricket and what they've been able to do, I would argue, the same with rugby and how rugby's changed their game over the course of the last 10, 12 years, and right. brought that to the, to the states. And, We're seeing that in a number of other sports as well. This goes back to the technology piece of what's happening next in the space for us to really create bite-sized data, to understand this through technology, to have these elevated experiences where we can see things up close and really understand who the athletes are, get under the helmet, if you will, and obviously from a content side and really where the media dollars are moving, it allows for all this opportunity in the case of the new sports that are coming of age. It's fun being in the middle of it and really understand how we can connect the dots. How does that make us feel closer to those sports, whether we are participating in them, or ultimately we're just along for the ride.
0: I encourage you to watch our extended conversation with Preston on our Mod Golf YouTube channel, where he shares examples of how to leverage technology to heighten the fan experience and the impact Saro Capital makes to support sport tech startups. I'll include the links in the episode show notes for all 12 of our Mod Golf Season 14 YouTube videos. Next up, Paul McElden, the co-founder and CEO of Clubface Golf, joined me for episode two to share how his team has created the Facebook for Golfers by creating an engaging platform that builds community around the game that we love.
2: I turned up at the golf club and I spoke to the general manager, Steve, and I said, Steve, how do I get to connect with other golfers in the golf club to arrange a game of golf? And his answer was perfect, perfectly bad, but perfectly good. He said, Paul, take yourself in the car park. When you see somebody putting their bag in the car, don't speak to them because they finished. When you see them taking it out, go and have a word with them and ask if you can join them. I thought, wow, Mm -hmm. we're paying 2000, 3000 pounds a year to be a member of a golf club. There has to be a better way for this to happen. So I ended up sitting down with Steve and I said to him, how do you communicate with your members at the golf club? And he said, we send out a weekly newsletter. We've got the notice boards everywhere. I walked through the bar two or three times. I said, well, that's all communicating at. Hmm. The question I asked was, how do you communicate with? And it naturally led onto the conversation about social media. And as soon as I said, how do you function with social media, you could see his eyes glaze over. (laughs) And I've had this conversation a million times since. So what dawned on me was that if there was a place where the whole of the golf community, and I'm talking about from the top tier level, so from a touring pro, right down to somebody picking up a golf club for the first time, who are like-minded people could come to a place that was safe and relevant, would there be a space for that? So we created the first version of Clubface Golf.
0: Creating a safe, relevant space for like-minded, golf-loving people is the North Star that Paul and his team have set for Clubface Golf. Their next step is to apply the success formula to build other communities, starting with the second most popular sport on the planet, cricket. To learn more, visit their website at www.clubface-golf.com. One of the many reasons I love hosting the Mod Golf podcast is that I get to connect with amazing people who inspire both me and you, the listener. I reached out to PGA master professional Claude Brousseau on LinkedIn after following the impactful teaching he leads at the Walaya Golf Academy. My first conversation with Claude revealed him to be one of the kindest, most generous people that I've ever met. The warmth and gratitude he exudes continued throughout the compelling conversation I had with him on this episode. I was able to go to the Dunhill tournaments.
3: I walk on St. Andrew and Carnoustie the same day. So you can see why I'm so grateful and thankful and full of appreciation. I grew up in a small little town, 500 people in the middle of nowhere. Right. So what mattered the most is not where you start, is where you go and how much you enjoy the process of realizing, okay, wow, life is good. I can do some stuff if you avoid negative thoughts. I want to share with the people that when things are not going well, or if it's in golf and your game, take the time to look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, you are the CEO of your life. You're making decisions. You need to assume those responsibilities with the decision. And there is a price to be outside of your comfort zone, but that's where you realize
0: your potential. Claude picked up golf later in life as he was a critical care nurse for many years before transitioning to professional golf instruction. His ability to connect with people is the reason why Claude is ranked the number one teacher in the state of Hawaii. If you are interested in a lesson package in Wailea with Claude, reach out to him through his website at www.cloudforbestgolf.com. Episode four was the result of my year-long fascination with the history and growth of golf in East Africa. After several conversations with golf community builders in Kenya and Tanzania, I planned on traveling there to create some videos for the ModGolf YouTube channel. During my research, I discovered the Afreya Golf Academy in Uganda and CEO Isaiah Mwasege, who is a young man that is positively impacting the lives of underprivileged young Ugandans.
4: I was trying to use my real-life experience, what I went through, so I tried to make sure I used some strategies to see if I was in the same position for those kids from families which can't have access to enter the game of golf. So I made some bit of research and I discovered there was a need to create a golf academy, create a pathway for these kids to play the game of golf. So if we were to make a difference in our community in Uganda, we need to create something that is going to create opportunity for everyone to play the game of golf. No matter the background, no matter the gender of these individuals, everyone must be in position to have an opportunity because the game of golf is still a game that is being dominated by the male. So there are few young people that are playing the game of golf. However, with our coming of the Free Golf Academy, we have been able to change the status quo and create a difference by taking the game where people are. That's what we believe in. It's now not only just bringing the people on the golf course. But for us, we believe like we can be in position to take the game where people are instead of bringing people where golf is.
0: Rather than wait to arrange an ambitious African trip, I asked Isaiah to join me for this uplifting episode. Isaiah creates inspiring, high-energy content on the Afreya Instagram feed, where they showcase talented young golfers from their academy and the demonstration clinics that they put on in rural communities. I look forward to meeting Isaiah in person when I take that trip to East Africa in 2025. One of the reasons I love golf so much is because it has the power to positively change lives of kids and their families. PGA Teaching Pro Kevin Korn saw an opportunity to harness the power of golf for good when he approached the Rankin-Jordan Pediatric Bridge Hospital to create a program that aligned with their care beyond the bedside model.
5: It's my favorite day of the week. Every Wednesday afternoon, I go to the hospital and spend two hours, however long the kids wanna hit golf balls and teach the kids of all abilities, how they can play, how they can hit golf balls, regardless of their medical condition. All the children at Rankin Jordan are medically complex. So we'll have kids coming in that are in hospital beds and wheelchairs and walkers. They're on ventilators, they've got feeding tubes, A little bit of everything. And regardless of what they're facing, they hit golf balls. You'll see them literally laying down in bed on their sides swinging. We've had kids with severe burns to to hands and arms and all over the body that don't have fingers. They still swing on their own holding the golf club. It's a very, very powerful afternoon and no better way to spend a day off than, than there with the kids hitting golf balls and teaching them and helping them get
0: better through golf. Without fail every Wednesday afternoon, Kevin meets with children dealing with complex medical conditions to create a fun golf experience that helps them heal, learn, and grow. Kevin Korn has no desire to start another golf program beyond Rankin, Jordan, in St. Louis, but he has created a template that can be replicated at the over 300 pediatric hospitals across North America. If you are connected to a pediatric hospital and would like to explore how to implement a similar golf program, reach out as I will happily introduce you to Kevin. Episode 6 reunites me with one of the first friends I made in the golf industry almost 10 years ago. Daniel Tucker was a golf podcaster before podcasting was even a thing. For over a quarter century, every Saturday from her studio in Honolulu, Danielle's Golf Club radio show has showcased golf industry innovators that reside in her island backyard and from around the world. I had the opportunity to learn the life story from one of golf media's original storytellers who is still going strong.
6: I'm not sure that I discovered, but I let out the part of me that loves to communicate with people. The part of me that likes to talk with people and learn stuff about people, places, things, what they do, and incorporate some of the wisdom that they have that I may not have even thought of. And that's the beauty of the minds coming together. And in radio, it is minds working with minds. There's no physical interaction. There's no, I see you, you see me. And there's triggers. There's things that happen that are just kismet oh, wow, you did that or I never thought about that. That's very interesting. Isn't that the beauty of the whole game? I mean, you never know what you're gonna come across on a golf course with the people and you find out things about yourself too in the game of golf. Like, God, give yourself a break.
0: Danielle is a dedicated broadcast professional who makes a point of not taking golf too seriously when she's not doing so great on the golf course. She believes in the power of surrounding yourself with positive people which led to our conversation about previous Mod Golf show guest and her good Hawaiian friend, Claude Brousseau. We are now going to take a short break to hear about our episode presenting partner, InRange. So, what is InRange? Well, InRange is a radar-based ball tracking company that enhances the driving range experience by offering the most engaging gameplay and precise ball tracking on the market. InRange is the only driving range tracking business that truly offers something for every type of visitor. They have unparalleled practice software, which includes the world's first and only practice handicap, as well as golf games and courses for the more social player. They are also the only software in the world that offers a Bay vs. Bay link-up feature, meaning large groups can play against one another in teams right across the entire venue. To learn more about them, check out www.inrangegolf.com my episode seven guest loves to give away as much for free as he possibly can to build early trust in a customer relationship. Known as the golf entrepreneur, Gary Guerrero Jr., founder and CEO of Lagshot Golf and Scratch Golf Academy, joins me to share his give first entrepreneurial mindset and growth strategy that has fueled two successful, scalable golf businesses.
6: I see so many people, they hold back from their best stuff in the beginning One of my philosophies is I want people to give as much away for free as they can on the front end. The more you give away for free, the more you're going to get on the back end as far as currency. When we coach our coaches to go out and do marketing or we coach people to increase their sales, I watch people so much where they they hold back their best stuff. This is closely guarded secret and you got to pay me this if you want it. Now that's one approach. Or I could say, hey, Here's that secret, man. I got more where that comes from. And you're like, wow, this guy's amazing. And then here, here's another secret. Here's another secret and another secret. What happens is I'm building an indebtedness from you to me. Man, that Gary is so good. He's always helping me out. I just want to do something for him. Now, when I say, hey, you want to buy my thing? Yes, yes, I do. I want to give you money because you've been helping me so much. And then the next thing I offer, they go, yeah, I want that too. Yeah, I want that. Oh, wow. And it's good because I give my best stuff up front. I'm not holding back whether it's free or in the courses. If I do a course, I give it all out. And then let's go figure out a different angle to teach them how to do something else. I don't need to hold back. I I see people hold back too much. You need to give all you can up front and put your best foot forward.
0: Gary Guerrero Jr. has built several successful golf businesses on the foundation of his marketing acumen. His simple and effective formula is to put all your energy into a product until it scales beyond your imagination. Then leverage those learnings and that audience to create the next venture. Next up whether you call it miniature golf, mini golf, putt-putt, or crazy golf. Chances are that you've played at least once in your life. Scott Lundmark, president of Adventure Golf and Sports, joins us to share stories from their company's 30 plus year history of designing, building, and operating fun putting courses that are enjoyed by millions of people.
7: Our business is booming right now. I've been with the company now for 16 years. But even before then, I would hear my father talk about potential clients saying, well, I don't know if I want miniature golf at my family entertainment center because it's kind of going out of style. And miniature golf is one of those activities or or attractions that will never go out of style. And in fact, has grown pretty consistently through the years, but in recent years with the entree of the putt checks out in the world and the puttery and these craft breweries starting up, There's been a ton of money pouring into the marketplace for miniature golf. Part of the reason is it's attractive to all ages from a child, seven years old plus or minus on up to grandma and grandpa. From a business perspective, it's great throughput, low operating costs, low maintenance costs. And so I can tell you it's growing and it continues to grow and is even popular for the cool hip date night people out there. So um, go figure.
0: The mini golf business is booming right now, and there are over 4,400 courses across the U.S. Combined with the addition of putt shack, pop stroke, and the puttery, there has been a flood of money pouring into the marketplace for miniature golf. Part of the reason is because it's attractive to all ages, from six-year-old children all the way up to great grandparents. Next on episode nine, I sit down with my golf spy founder Adam Beach as he shares the motivation for creating the world's most extensive golf reviews that puts the golf customer first ahead of the golf equipment manufacturers.
5: I had gotten sick and I was in bed for a few years and I was getting tired of being in bed, thinking around what I wanted to do. So I sent out a focus group study to golfers that had been on a list of mine from my previous business. And it was a survey asking them multiple questions about what their pain points were in the golf industry. Right. And what I saw was not the Q&A that they answered, meaning multiple choice, but it was an open ended question that I added, which rarely provides much fruit in a focus group study. But in this instance, what I heard was the frustration around not knowing what club to buy, feeling like every club was marketed as better. Marketing had started to become more important than performance. The balance mm-hmm. was out of whack. Right. And in a moment, it matched with my moral compass. My grandmother taught uh, learning disabled children her whole life, and I was around them my whole life, and I didn't like people being taken advantage of. I felt like golfers were being taken advantage of, and I looked at my wife when I was still in bed, and I said, I'm going to start the Consumer Reports of Golf, and she instantly said, yes, you are, got my ass right out of bed, and
0: got to work. Adam is unapologetic in his stance to put the consumer first and the companies they review last, as he truly cares about the golfer and how they spend their hard-earned money. To read a review on the next piece of golf equipment that you are looking to purchase, check out their unbiased testing at www.mygolfspy.com. So do you have a superpower? Our next guest on episode 10 certainly does. Down syndrome golfer Amy Baccarcetti and her dad Joe join me for a heartfelt, fun, and inspirational conversation about how golf has positively impacted their family and the community they have helped create through the I Got This Foundation.
3: Uh, the CCFO was kind of fun with Gay. It's my first time doing that.
8: Going into the 2019 waste management, the PGA Tour had adopted a strategy around more outreach at their local tournaments. They contacted the Thunderbirds who run the Phoenix Open about having a special Olympics athlete participate.
3: So when I hit in the buckle, I don't like buckles, actually.
8: So Gary said, okay, so right, can I take yeah. it out?
3: Can I take it out? I said, I got this, I got <laughs> it. I made the buckle shot in a the green, then, the then he made the part.
8: Then he made the part. We finished the day. We really thought the experience was over. When we saw the video and saw the reactions, we knew that was going to change our lives. It just went very viral, very quickly and it really became part of the movement, the ability to teach others with disabilities to play golf. Amy became a role model for what you might be able to do in the golfing community with an intellectual disability.
0: At the 2019 Waste Management Phoenix Open's Dream Day on the famous 16th hole at the TPC Scottsdale Stadium course, Amy Bocker steady demonstrated to the golfing world what a determined athlete with self-confidence and a positive attitude can achieve. While playing with PGA Tour players Gary Woodland and Matt Kuchar during their Tuesday practice round, Amy hit a par 3 shot 117 yards into a greenside bunker, splashed her sand shot within 8 feet of the pin, and then made her par putt in front of a roaring crowd. The I Got This Foundation was born out of this moment, which was captured on video and has since gone viral, receiving more than 54 million views on social media. A chance meeting at the CPKC LPGA Women's Canadian Open in Vancouver, led to our inspiring episode 11 with Christina Kim. On the LPGA Tour, Christina is known for her bubbly, fun, positive personality. But after more than a decade of professional golf in 2013, that veneer cracked, leaving Christina exhausted, empty, and depressed. On this compelling episode, Christina and I share stories of trauma, rejuvenation, and newfound joy for both life and golf
6: everybody has trauma. So being able to work through that has been so huge for my golf game, funnily enough, because I'm a person before I'm a golfer, of course, being able to feel those roots of trauma. I actually experienced this with Andrew, my boyfriend, where I felt the roots of my trauma being ripped from my toenails and being released and set free and being okay with saying, this is what I went through. This is the life that I've led. There's no judgments, there's no anger, no bitterness. This is something that has happened.
0: Christina is very active on Instagram where you can follow her life experiences both on and off the course. Her Instagram handle is the Christina Kim. On our final season 14 episode, Brad Schwaggert, Chief Product Officer at PXG, joins me for a masterclass in product innovation and entrepreneurship. Brad shares the origin story behind Parsons Extreme Golf and some amazing stories that demonstrate why Bob Parsons is one of the most successfully disruptive forces in golf. So Mike
9: met Bob by chance playing nine holes of golf on a Friday afternoon. They had a good time and traded numbers and Bob would call Mike all the time asking questions about golf equipment. Fast forward two years later, Bob divested from GoDaddy, had an idea that he wanted to do something in golf. And so he called Mike and Mike tried to talk him out of it. At that time, it was in 2013, the golf industry had been pretty flat to down for at least a decade. Bob told him, just think about it. At first, I wasn't very interested. Ping was good to me. I decided that I would go talk to Bob. When I left that meeting, I knew what I was going to do. It just felt like if I said no, that I would regret it for the rest of my life. It'd be so hard to continue to just move on, knowing that in the back of your mind, you passed up on a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It's a huge decision, and a lot of people maybe thought I was crazy, but I just felt like I had to give it a go. Bob had a real passion for wanting to challenge the status quo. We talked about how product was developed currently. We thought that if we could do things a little bit differently, that we could figure out how to make a place in the market.
0: Well, I hope that you're now inspired to go back and listen to a couple of full episodes based on what you just heard from our dozen season 14 guests. I included links to all of these episodes in the show notes to make it nice and easy for you to find the ones that intrigue you the most. To make sure that you get the alert when the new episodes drop, please consider subscribing to the ModGolf podcast on either iTunes, Spotify, or on our homepage. To enter our latest ModGolf giveaway contest, subscribe to our newsletter, Follow us on X, Instagram, LinkedIn, and our YouTube channel for a chance to win the golf products that I review. I want to thank our generous sponsor partners, Golf Genius Software and British Columbia Golf, who, without their continued support over the years, I wouldn't be able to bring you these inspirational, impactful, and educational stories. All right, I now need to get back to recording our next season of conversations with the influencers, entrepreneurs, and disruptors who are shaping the future of golf. I hope you join us for Season 15 as we continue to explore how golf industry innovators are surviving and thriving during these turbulent times. Until then, I wish you an enjoyable start to the 2024 golf season, whether you've been playing the game for years or just thinking about picking up a club for the first time. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. I'm Colin Weston. Bye for now.